What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be running through my start sits at the tight end position for week six of the NFL season. So listing every single fantasy relevant tight end is either a start sit or a fringe option. So basically like a back end tight end one, high end tight end two, someone you don't love throwing into your lineup, but maybe they're a solid pickup. You just toss them in because your tight ends on buy, or maybe you just faded the position and that's what you're rolling with. If you guys have any fantasy questions, drop those down below. I'll be answering every single person in the comments. And then if you guys do enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. There are also going to be timestamps for each matchup. So if you guys want to jump around, that is cool. But let's jump into the Thursday night football matchup where we have the commanders taking on the bears. And to be honest, there's not a ton going on here at the tight end position. These are both guys who I think like in the right situations could be fringe plays. Logan Thomas has been a decent option in years past. Just hasn't happened this year. He missed week five with injury. So he's not someone I'm interested in starting. Coming into the season, I thought Cole Komet could be a startable option. Obviously that went out the window when the Bears decided they just weren't gonna throw the ball. So Komet is going to be a sit. And then moving over to Sunday, we have a battle of some underachieving tight ends. 49ers taking on the Falcons. I will still be starting George Kittle. I will still be starting Kyle Pitts. I understand they've definitely underperformed. We honestly don't even know if Kyle Pitts is going to be playing in this game because he did miss week five. But if these guys are playing, I think they are still startable. You just got to roll with the talent here. The tight end position is very thin, but these players, you know, they may not give you consistency at least so far this season, but I would not be shocked if Kittle dropped a 100 yard, one touchdown day. Same thing with Kyle Pitts. They do possess that ceiling. Consistency is just non-existent at the tight end position. So if you can get those boom weeks, these are the guys who are going to be able to deliver those to you. Moving over to the Patriots taking on the Browns. For the Patriots, Hunter Henry was a dude who was relevant last year. Really hasn't done a ton this year. Probably at his best game of the season this past week, but still not someone I want to start in my lineup. On the Brown side, I think David Njoku has established himself as a very strong start. He racked up another game of elite usage, had an 89% route participation that is top tier at the tight end position. And right now he is operating as their number two target behind Amari Cooper. The last three weeks, he's been on a tear, averaging 7.7 targets a game, 6.7 receptions per game, and then 83.3 receiving yards. I mean, averaging 83.3 receiving yards at the tight end position, even over like three weeks, that is still really, really solid production. And it's not like he had one wild outlier game where he had like 200 yards. And then the last two weeks, it was like 20 and 20. He's just very consistently put together three strong weeks. So I think Njoku should be a lock in lineups at this point. Then moving over to the Jets taking on the Packers. For the Jets, I feel like I have to talk about Tyler Conklin because he's someone that I was into early on in the season as a waiver wire pickup, a solid you know dude to toss into your lineup. At this point, I think he's actually droppable. I have him listed as a sit. And since CJ Ozama has gotten healthy, he's really cut into Conklin's usage. The appeal to Conklin was that he's not some elite talent, but you know, the first three weeks of the season, he was getting elite route participation, like 80 plus consistently. That's out the window now. We saw CJ Ozama come in, he outsnapped Tyler Conklin, and then Conklin actually only ran seven total routes. Seven routes is not going to be getting it done. I mean, he was averaging over like seven targets a game early on in the season. That's only a 29% route participation in week five. So at this point, totally irrelevant for fantasy. Tough to see, but you know, if you guys had him, time to pivot. On the other side with the Packers, Tanyan's going to be a sit. Just hasn't really put it together so far this season. So he is going to be a sit just like Conklin. 
Then we have the Jaguars taking on the Colts. And I have Evan Ingram listed as a fringe start here. Basically, his production and usage so far this season has matched that of a fringe top 12 tight end. He's 13th in target share at the tight end position, 14th in raw participation, 9th in air yards, air yard share, and ADOT. 10th in receptions, and then 12th in receiving yards. So you can see in all those categories, he's like, you know, fallen somewhere between tight end 9 and tight end 14. He is also coming off of a 10 target game. So maybe you have a tight end on by a dude like TJ Hawkinson. Evan Ingram is someone who's probably still on waivers in most normal sized leagues. So I think he's a solid plug and play if he is out there for the Colts. They've had these weird games where like Mo Ali Cox had a two touchdown day. Jelani Woods had a two touchdown day. Still don't trust any of these dudes. So Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, both of those dudes are going to be sits. Then we have the Vikings taking on the Dolphins. For the Vikings, I feel like Irv Smith has some potential later on in the season to be a uh, fringe play, you know, during bye weeks. But at this point, he's just, you know, not giving you enough to really want him in your lineup. On the other side with the Dolphins, Gasecki just has not been fantasy relevant so far this season. That, you know, usage shift from last year to this year has really just killed his fantasy value. Then we've got the Bengals taking on the Saints, and I have both Hayden Hurst and Taysom Hill listed as fringe plays, and I do want to talk a little bit more about both of these players. So starting off with Hayden Hurst, I feel like he has emerged and established himself as a solid low-end tight end one play. So I'm not throwing him in there as like a mid-tier option. I still think his floor isn't super high, but right now he's sitting at a 76% route participation. He's the tight end 12 in points per game. He's attached to a solid passing attack. Joe Burrow at quarterback, he has touchdown upside in that offense. So that's really all you can be asking for for a tight end who may be on waivers or is like a back end option. So I do think he's a solid fringe play. Don't love it, but totally suitable at the tight end slot. And then for Taysom Hill, I feel like some people may be wanting him to be listed as a start. I understand that. You know, he's currently the tight end three in points per game off of his 34 point explosion. We basically saw him pull what Hawkinson did last week where Hawkinson, I think, was like outside the top 10 in points per game and then just skyrockets to tight end three overall. We basically saw Hill do that because he is the tight end three in points per game. The problem with Taysom Hill for fantasy is that his floor is literally non-existent. Like some of these tight ends, we say, you know, oh, they have a low floor. Like Taysom Hill could literally give you like zero points. I feel like there's going to be multiple games this season where he's giving you one, two, or fewer points because his workload is just so minimal. He obviously has a very high ceiling. We just saw him you know, account for four total touchdowns, but there are going to be games where he gets two carries, runs three routes, throws one pass attempt, and it turns into eight yards. Like Those are going to happen. I think right now he's benefiting from injuries to Winston, Michael Thomas, Olave. We saw Kamara was banged up. The more weapons this offense has that are banged up and out, the more opportunities Taysom Hill is going to get. So maybe if we're looking at this uh, team heading into Sunday and Winston is out again, MT's out, Olave may be out with a concussion, then I think we probably could bump Taysom Hill up to a start. But I don't think we can be expecting you know, him to be overly involved every single week. He's not going to break a huge run every week. He's not going to get into the end zone every single week. So I do think he could continue to earn more opportunities because clearly he's producing when they are giving him the ball. But I think it's also possible we're seeing games where he's you know, only getting a few touches and it's going to be tough for him to give you consistent production. So just understand he's a very boom or bust player. So you know, if you love him after his 34-point performance, you can't just totally throw him away after he gives you a 0.5-point game. So that is why I talked about him as a sell high. 
But if you want to hold on, chase the ceiling, I get it. Next up, we have the Ravens taking on the Giants. Two pretty clear calls here. We're obviously starting Mark Andrews and then sitting Daniel Bellinger for the Giants. Then we have the Buccaneers taking on the Steelers. And kind of unfortunate for the Bucs here because even with Gronk out, Brady has still kind of locked in and targeted these tight ends. Like consistently, Bray's gotten involved. Kate Otten was super involved this past week with Bray out. And you can just imagine that if Gronk was in there, he would be giving you really, really strong production. But at this point, none of these dudes are Gronk. So Bray, Otten, both of them are going to be sits. For the Steelers, Pat Fryermuth is coming off of a very down week five. He's still someone I think we can trust as a start in your lineup. He's not a mid to high end option, but I do think he's a step ahead of like the tight end 12, tight end 11 range of players at this point. Next matchup is between the Panthers and the Rams. For the Panthers, just nothing going on here fantasy-wise at the tight end position. For the Rams, I do want to talk about Tyler Higby here because I think at this point in the season, Tyler Higby should be regarded as a high-end tight end one on a week-to-week basis. So far, he is averaging 12.4 PPR points per game. You may look at that and think like, eh, it's all right, not super impressive. Typically, that's like a you know mid-tier tight end one finish. He's averaging 12.4 points per game with zero touchdowns. That is a lot tougher to do. He's currently leading all tight ends and targets. He has a 25.3% target share. That is a crazy target share for even a wide receiver. Like if you had a fringe top 12 wide receiver who had a 25.3% target share, you'd feel pretty happy with that. So at the tight end position, that is crazy. He has the number two snap share at the tight end position, number three in route participation. He is a high-end tight end one moving forward, and maybe he can string together a few touchdown games. Then his value is just going to go through the roof. Next game is between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. For the Cardinals, we continue to fire up Zach Ertz as a very, very safe option. Solid mid-tier tight end one play. Then for the Seahawks, I'm sitting Will Disley and Noah Fant. Disley is slotted in for a few touchdowns, but this is a really solid split here between those two. Not interested in either for fantasy. Then in the best matchup of the week, we have the Bills taking on the Chiefs. For the Bills, if Dawson Knox is healthy, he is still someone I'm going to be sitting. Just hasn't come through for fantasy this season. And then for the Chiefs, I obviously will be starting Travis Kelsey coming off of a monster four touchdown game. He really clutched up for me in one league. I think I was down like, had to be 20 something points. I had Kelsey, my opponent had Waller. Waller gets hurt. Kelsey just dominates, clutched up in a game where I'm pretty sure like the percentage thing was like coming in like 98, 99% that I was going to lose. So obviously you're starting Travis Kelsey. On Sunday night, we have the Cowboys taking on the Eagles. So for the Cowboys, I currently have Dalton Schultz listed as a fringe option. I understand if you have Schultz and you're just fed up with him, like he's basically done nothing this season. He had a solid week one, but then in his last three games, he has scored a total of 1.8 points. That is wildly bad, but just kind of understanding the context here, playing devil's advocate, he left week two with injury, so that's not a full game. He then comes back in week four. That game, he just goose-egged it. He had the usage. He just didn't do anything. Then week five, I think he had 10 snaps, and then he leaves with an injury. So, you know, two of those games, he's not finishing them. One of them, he leaves, you know, very, very early on. So obviously, we don't know if he's going to be totally healthy for week six. I did see a report that they think he's going to be good to go. I'd say if he's healthy and Dak is still out, he's a fringe option. I totally understand if you want to go in a different direction. Maybe you can't trust the health. I get it. 
I think when Dak comes back, he's going to be a much more reliable option and should probably slot in as like a top 10 tight end once Dak is back at quarterback. For the Eagles, you just continue to ride Goddard as a really strong tight end one option. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Broncos taking on the Chargers, still sitting Alberto, got a few snaps, you know, played more than he did in uh, week four, but still not even close to relevant for fantasy. And then for the Chargers, I have Gerald Everett as a fringe. I will say that I'd be more confident, you know, once Keenan Allen or if Keenan Allen is ruled out, I think Everett has benefited from Allen being out of the lineup. Everett is not a tight end who's been given this like elite usage. I talked about Tyler Higby, who has that crazy usage. Right now, Gerald Everett is 22nd in snap share, 15th in route participation, and 19th in target rate. If you told me that, I'd be like, all right, that's like a mid to back end tight end two. He is currently the tight end nine in points per game. So he is producing, you know, despite not having insane usage metrics. So I think he's still a fringe option. Like I said, if Keenan is out, I think I'm more confident in Gerald Everett moving forward. He definitely has the touchdown upside on a top offense. So something to monitor throughout the week. But that is every single week six matchup. Hit that like button if you enjoyed the video. Comment down below. I posted my quarterback starts it today. Running backs, wide receivers, those were posted yesterday. So go check those out if you haven't seen them already. But as always, thank you for stopping by and I will see you guys in the next one.